You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Diamondbacks have been driving the bus, from what I've been told. I'm Allison Twitter, here with Steve Gilbert, and I don't know exactly what that means, but Steve Gilbert knows, so let's ask him, Steve. Um, something about David Peralta got Zach Greinke to drive the bus, so please explain to me what that means. <laughs> well, Allison, <laughs> it's become kind of a thing with the Diamondbacks and the team. Different teams have different things. When a guy comes up with a big hit, whether you know, kind of turns to the dugout and does something. And uh, with the Diamondbacks, you you kind of pretend like you're st- you having a steering wheel in your hands, and they call it driving the bus because it came up with a big hit, I guess. And so, you know, certain players do it, certain players don't do it. Um, David Peralta is kind of the uh, the leader in things like this for the Diamondbacks, and. He's their biggest cheerleader on the top step of the dugout, and Zach Greinke came up with a uh, with a big hit the other day and got the first base. And, and Peralta was at the top step of the dugout, just pleading with him to to do the drive the bus motion. And um, it's just if you look at it on our site, it's, it's hilarious because uh, Greinke looks so confused as to what Peralta's doing. And at first, he's trying to ignore him. And then he actually does the drive the bus motion, and Peralta just goes crazy in the in the dugout. Now this was a big come from behind win against the Cardinals. They had a nine run sixth inning, and after the game, all Peralta wanted to talk about was how excited he was that Zach Greinke drove the bus. And <laughs> we asked Greinke about it, and he was kind of sheepish, and he goes, "Yeah, I, I did it a little bit." He said, "I had to since Peralta has been driving in all these runs for me. I had I got to keep him happy." So. Um, Peralta, though, may have bitten off more than he could chew after the game by uh, tweeting out that uh, he was going to get Paul Goldschmidt at some point to drive the bus. And as most people know, Paul Goldschmidt does not show emotion on the baseball field uh, very often and is uh, highly, highly unlikely to uh, to ever drive the bus. But uh, Peralta has vowed and been on uh, Goldie the past few days to uh, to do that at some point. I mean, really, if he could break down Grinky, who is not exactly uh, Laurel and Hardy out there, or at, <laughs> at any point, and then in his professional professional life, and to get him to maybe loosen up a little bit, so you think that? I mean, just does Goldie maybe feel like it's like kind of um, unprofessional to do something like that? Is that? I think I think from? he just always believes in not uh, in any way, shape, or form showing up the opposition. Not that he feels like his teammates are doing that, but just that it doesn't with his kind of personality like he's just not going to do that so it'll be fascinating to see I, I told Peralta that maybe if he offered to make a uh, generous donation to one of Goldie's charities um, that he has here in the valley maybe he could get him to uh, to drive the bus at some point uh, bribery is always the best way to to get things done um, yeah well we're going to have to keep our eyes on that meanwhile all right so you and uh, broadcaster Mike Farron, both of you, I'm seeing all this gushing about shortstop Nick Ahmed's uh, defense. And so I would like for you to put into words, since I'm not watching him play on an everyday basis, makes these uh, playing shortstop look easy. I'm quoting you directly. So what is, uh, what is making him so special? What have you seen from him? You know, he just, Allison, he seems to be able to make these plays that, that other people maybe have, would have to die for or maybe would would struggle to make he just he does he makes him look easy and I think part of it is just you know he's always been a good defender he works really hard at it he works at his positioning um and really you know he, the defensive metrics will show you as well that he's so valuable regardless of what he does at the plate 
just because of the, the, the hits and the runs that he saves the team um, by playing shortstop. So he's one of those guys where if you see him on any one given night, maybe he doesn't jump out to you, but if you watch him over a series or over a week or whatnot, um, the, the consistency that he shows at shortstop is, is, really, uh, is really amazing. That's awesome. And so I was uh, kind of perusing some of the starting pitching performances recently. You need to tell Shelby Miller to snap to it because I predicted him to have a huge year. Um, I don't like being wrong, but not a great performance <laughs> in his last outing. And it had to make him really mad because it was against the Cardinals, his old team. Um, so the last thing he wants to do is not do well. And he gave up five runs, four walks, and five innings. Not good. So what's going on with him? Yeah, it just seemed to kind of all fall apart for him there in, in his final inning. They gave up the, the three-run homer to Brandon Moss on a changeup that he just kind of left right down the middle of the plate. But before that, um, it, it was kind of a step forward from his previous two starts when he really struggled and his mechanics seemed out of whack and he had hit his hand on the pitcher's mound. Um, so it seemed like his mechanics were more in sync. It seemed like he was uh, his, his stuff had some more life to it than it had in his previous starts. And, and then it just kind of fell apart for him there in the fifth inning. It was unfortunate. Chris Owings, um, you know, new to center field, tried to make a sliding catch on a ball. And, and, you know, just some inexperience out there on his part, uh, as he would say after the game, you know, he's learning, but he's still, still, uh, still new relatively for the outfield. So uh, that kind of opened the floodgates there in the fifth inning. So maybe it's a different story for Shelby Miller. So I think they took some positives out of, out of that start, even though the, the end result, uh, as far as the numbers go, didn't look very good. Okay, so it's more maybe this just getting over this, like, really random, silly injury to his hand and maybe not so great defense. And it's really not so much that Miller is uh, is struggling with just performance-wise, just with what he normally brings to the table. You're still pretty confident that he's that same pitcher. They seem pretty confident that, that this was a step uh, in the right direction and that his stuff looked much better this time and his mechanics – that he's worked so hard uh, to try to get back in line after, as you pointed out, you know, the, the tough stretch that he had there, the back-to-back starts where he just seemed so out of sync and, and didn't make it out of the third inning. Um, uh, they, they feel like it's a step forward. So we'll see if uh, in his next start he can continue that, um, uh, that positive direction. Yeah, uh, Patrick Corbin, I think that maybe sort of how he started the season is sort of maybe what we were expecting. Two good starts. Then a not-so-good start, so he performed very well against the Dodgers and Padres. Had kind of a rough outing recently versus the Pirates, but I guess uh, just getting back in the swing of things for him, um, I would imagine that's gonna that's not going to be something that happens, like, right away. Yeah, he's had – it's been interesting. At, at his two home starts, he's given up three home runs in each of those two games, and in his two road starts, he has not given up a homer. So it seems like early this year, a lot of people have been talking about how the ball's been flying at the, out of Chase Field, whether it's Diamondbacks hitting home runs or Diamondbacks giving up home runs. The ball seems to be jumping uh, at this point at, at, at Chase Field, and I think you see that with whether it's Granke or Miller or Patrick Corbin giving up home runs um, at home, but maybe not necessarily on the road. So maybe there's something to the fact that the ball is uh, is maybe playing a little bit, uh, uh, let's say, a little more lively. Uh, so far this year at Chase Field. It'll be interesting to see how that holds up over the summer when the roof closes and they have the air conditioning pumping, and that, that usually tends to, to make the ball fly less. In fact, Kurt Schilling, when he pitched here, uh, always wanted the roof closed, even on uh, nice weather nights, just because of that fact. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, I still have faith in those D-backs then, so uh, we'll keep our eyes on that, and I'm going to go and drive the bus and hope that someone notices me. Thank you so much, people. We'll uh, catch up with you soon. Sounds good, Allison. Thanks. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.